welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. I am Nick Batista, along with Nathan Jones, and we are transmitting live from our station here, www.twave.tv, twitcasting.tv, nickbatista.org, and our various networks. So we thank you all for tuning in for today's program, as we're going to be talking about the chosen true prophets. And of course, before we continue, I want to encourage those of you that are watching us live via social media, feel free to post your questions or your comments for Nathan Jones or myself pertaining to today's program. And of course, you can always text in your questions or your comments at 305-992-9537. But before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this opportunity to study your word, and we pray you just bless it, Lord, for your honor and glory. Bless all those uh, tuned in, and we just praise you for them, and uh, ask, Lord, that you'll guide our study for your honor and glory. In your precious name, amen. Mm, amen. Again, you're tuning into the Triple Set Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition, Big Batista and Nathan Jones. We're talking about true chosen prophets. We recognize there's a lot of false teachings and false prophets out there, and it is so important for us to make sure that we are in the Word of God. Hey, today's program is sponsored by Calvary Broward, Calvary Aventura, and the Truth Will Set You Free Ministry. And you can find more information here on www.tway.tv. Also, if you find yourselves in the Aventura Hollandale area, we'd love for you to stop by and be part of our studies. We're located at 1000 Foster Road, Hollandale, Florida, 33009. And of course, Sundays, 9 a.m. in Spanish, 11 a.m. in English, and on Wednesdays tonight, at 7.30 with the Truth Who Set You Free Ministry Bible Study. And of course, before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host and regular on the program, Nathan Jones, at a new hour. Nathan, how are you? Doing great, brother. Doing great. Hey, I love the social media. I get to see all the changes you're making to the studio. You've added a second TV, I Yes, Nathan, we have. We have. Since the last time you visited us, we still... Well, you and I have a joke going, and that is when are we going to finish the station. Right, Nathan? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's always a work in progress, right? <laughs> yeah, but thank you. We, we, are, we did add some monitors and uh, we're finishing it up, so thank you so much. Listen, I, I just want to make sure that, that you can see me on the other side without any problems. Oh, man, I wouldn't miss it. This is great. I, I love what you guys are doing there in Calvary Chapel, I'm sure, and T-Way Radio. It's, uh, man, I just think that you've taken a building that was so gutted and a year later turned it to a full church and studio. Praise the Lord. I encourage anyone listening to need this. They're in the Miami area to go to Calvary Chapel Avenue Church. You'll be blessed. Pastor Vic's an awesome preacher and it's a great congregation. Uh, praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. And of course, you guys doing a fantastic job there. And uh, you also, every week, you have a, a wonderful surprise. I was checking out your number eight inbox. Can you talk to us a little bit about Nathan and then also maybe share with us your contact information and where people can get a hold of all these resources? Well, the inbox answers to the end times are, are short videos, uh, maybe about five to six minutes, that teach an aspect of Bible prophecy. Uh, my associate, Stephen Southwind, and I have put them together, and uh, we've now released our eighth, working on our ninth, it should be soon, and uh, they answer various questions like, can I trust uh, the Bible, uh, why study Bible prophecy, uh, was Jesus born of a virgin, different questions that people have uh, a lot of questions about often coming to the ministry here at Land of Mind Ministries. And uh, we'll give them an article or a Christ's Prophecy television show, which is not far along, but some people don't have that time, or some people aren't there, so we wanted to be able to answer these questions in video format as well. That's you can awesome. check it out on Christ's Prophecy. 
on YouTube, but mainly our website at lamblion.com or ChristianProphecy.org. Excellent. Thank you so much, Nathan Johnson. For those of you that are watching us live, you can actually check out that information there uh, on the screen and uh, make sure you visit this website is filled with incredible resources. So thank you so much, Nathan. And, and I really love that inbox, just the uh, way that uh, the Lord led you to put that together to be able to instruct people in a manner that is easy to understand. So I thought that was fantastic. Okay. I'm glad it was easy to understand. That's the goal, and we try to be creative. Uh, the three E's of any video is, as you know, educate, entertain, and enlighten. And that's what we're trying to accomplish with each one of those. Ooh, that is fantastic. And well, I love pictures, so thank you for making it easy for me. I understood it. <laughs> uh, Nathan, we always have a lot of fun, but on the on a more serious subject matter, Nathan, we also recognize that when it comes to uh, teaching of eschatology, biblical prophecy, or just teaching uh, the Bible uh, in general in a true, in a sound manner, we find that that is declining throughout the years as we see the rise of so many false prophets and so false teachers and just weird doctrines and today you and I we're going to be talking about uh, the chosen uh, true prophet as we look at Deuteronomy uh, chapter 18 beginning on verse 15 through 22 uh, and Nate would you be able to maybe um, open us up there as we begin to talk about this and we also want to encourage anyone watching or listening uh, if you have a Bible find it and turn with us to Deuteronomy chapter 18 and follow along in this very important subject matter Excellent. Uh, would you like to read the whole uh, section, 15 through 22, or do you want to break it up? Let's break it up, Nathan, in case someone out there maybe is not too uh, quick and they can maybe get the verses as we go through them and discuss them. Okay, well, Deuteronomy 18 is a major, major passage for identifying false prophets. It's the test that those of us left us with, how we can identify someone who speaks in the name of God, but God never said them. So let's start with verse 15 and 16. The Lord your God will raise up through you a prophet like me from your midst, from your brethren. Him you shall hear according to all you desire of the Lord your God in Horeb and in the day of the assembly, saying, Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, nor let me see this great fire anymore, lest I die. Wow. Nathan, I, I, I just noticed the opening there, and it says, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet. And, and isn't that the truth, Nathan, that really anyone that goes around proclaiming the truth of the Word of God, it has to be someone that actually comes from God and not a self-appointed prophet. <laughs> right. There's a lot of people out there that say they get messages from God and it's not. They're speaking of themselves or they're doing it for profit or a number of other reasons which we can get in later. But the context of this is Bear in mind that Moses was the spokesman for God. He would go over to the mountain, he'd see uh, the back of God, or the hand of God, or the force of the wind of God, and God would give him the Ten Commandments and his other messages, and Moses would come down to the mountains. Uh, one time his face was glowing, uh, being in the presence of the Lord, and it terrified the Israelites out there in the Exodus and the, the desert. And uh, they would they had no connection with God because for 400 years they'd been living in Egypt and right. they had fallen, fall, followed false gods. Well, now they got the real God in their midst and it terrified them. And sometimes the Lord would come as a fire uh, at night and a pillar of cloud by day and the people would scream out, we don't want to hear the voice of the Lord. It's too terrifying. We don't want to see this great fire. We might die. Mm. So God sent Moses as a prophet to speak in his place. But... 
This verse is looking forward to the ultimate prophet, a capital P prophet, who could speak for God and who was God, but whose physical appearance did not scare people. Ooh, I love that. And, and Nathan, that is a very good point because we notice again that today God speaks to us and of course through His Holy Spirit. And back in the Old Testament, God would uh, send the prophets and we see, uh, I mean, just through the whole Old Testament, uh, we just see so many of them bringing the message of God to oftentimes a disobedient in people. And you mentioned one of the areas that they oftentimes will fall, uh, pray was to false uh, prophets and also idolatry, which is uh, similar to what we're finding today. There's a lot of people today falling prey uh, to these same type things as well. Revelation 3 tells us that the church, in other words, made up of people who have accepted Jesus as Savior before Jesus' time uh, to return, uh, we will be known as the church of Laodicea. In other words, we're, we're in an age of church where it's apathetic, and it believes yeah. it's rich, but spiritually it's very poor. And we're seeing around us many churches are falling away from God, they're falling into false doctrine. And 2 Timothy 4 3 told us that this would happen. Uh, this was a, a prophecy that God gave Timothy, said, For the time will come. When men will not put up a sound doctrine, instead to suit their own desires, they'll gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their engineers want to hear. But this also means then that the Lord's coming back really soon, right? I mean, when we hear these yeah. people surrounded by these false teachers, they want to believe the lie, the Bible yeah. says. And so it's a, it's a sign of the end times that we're getting close to the return of the true prophet. Uh, I'm not talking Muhammad here, I'm not talking <laughs> Confucius, I'm talking. Jesus Christ, God in the flesh. We can look at Jesus and not be terrified because he came as a man and, as Moses said, one of the other people, another Jew. Yeah. Nathan, that's a very good point. I mean, there's just a, a lot of religions out there. They, they view Jesus differently. I mean, the Jehovah's Witnesses, right? Uh, they, they proclaim he was a good man. He was a good prophet. But we find that every religion has been wrong, and uh, we have the Bible to back that up, right? We do. We do it. When Jesus was asked what would be the signs of the end of the age in Matthew 24 and Luke 21, three times he gave, and he started with this one, uh, false prophets. Yes. That he said many false prophets will arise and will mislead many. In other words, the closer we get to Jesus' return, the more we will see the signs of the end times increase in frequency and intensity, and he compared them to birth pains. You know, when, yeah. uh, if you had a, a wife, you watched her go through birth pains, or your woman who was going through birth pains, you know that it starts simple, that the contractions are, are light and they're far apart, but as you get closer and closer to the baby being delivered, contractions become more frequently and more intense and more painful. And Jesus made a comparison to that. He said, but when I get come back, the signs leading up to that will also increase in frequency and intensity like birth pains. And one of them will be a proliferation of false prophets will deceive many. Mm. Excellent point. Thank you, Nathan. Again, for those of you who just tuned in, you tuned in to the Truth Will Set If You Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're talking about the chosen true prophets, false prophets as well, and uh, real prophets. You know, Nathan, and you mentioned there in the Gospels as signs of the times and and Nathan, there's just a lot of uh, individuals that today, modern culture is going after them as if they were speaking from God just because maybe they have a large church or a large congregation. But that doesn't necessarily mean that these individuals are true, right? No, it doesn't. As a matter of fact, there's a test that 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5 also gives us that helps us identify if someone is a, 
a true Christian or not, it says, mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days, talking about the end times. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, well, treacherous, rash, seated, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and then he warned, have nothing to do with them. Mm. So here it is again, Paul, when he wrote to Timothy, said that in the last days that people would become so ungodly. Jesus said it would be like the days of Noah and the days of Lot, where, where lawlessness was the norm, morality was non-existent, and people lived for themselves, but they had a form of religion, they had a form of godliness, a self-righteousness, but they denied the power of the true God behind morality. Yeah. And man, look out the window, that's what we're in today. Excellent point. And, even, and that's, uh, uh, everywhere you turn, and you know, the sad thing is when God's people get caught up into this, and just like in the Old Testament, God's people were always to be separate from idolatry, from these false teachers and the false prophets, and they were always encouraged to follow after the one and true God. And that was one of the first commandments, right? Nathan, out of the 20. Out it of was. The, out of the 10. Uh, idolatry is... Yeah, yeah that's right. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> we are supposed to put God first and everything else an idol. So if there's anything in your life that you put before God, it's an idol. And uh, when pastors, too, they have to be aware, Acts 20, verses 28 through 31, uh, was a warning to the church and to the pastors that be on your guard for yourself and for all the flock. Yeah. For I know that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not from the flock, and from among yours own selves, wow. men will arise, speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore, be on alert. So, man, we have to be on alert. They, the false prophets and false teachers yeah. are coming from outside. Sometimes they come from right inside our church. The wolves yes. among the flock of sheep and they're looking to devour. Nathan, and that's a very good point you just made. Sad to say so many people put their guards down when they walk into church, right? They just assume that because someone has a title of pastor, evangelist, whatever the case might be, that, that we're good. They're going to teach the truth. They're going to follow the, the, the Bible. But that's not the case. <laughs> exactly. And that's why in 1 John 4, 1, John exhorts his brethren to test the spirit to see yes. whether they are from God because many false prophets have gone out into the world mm. and these false prophets do what 2 Peter 2 1 says they introduce destructive heresies Absolutely. even denying the master so that's uh you can get into different ways you can test the false prophets which we will more in Deuteronomy 18 but one of the ways is to test the spirits in other words these their spirits aren't from God these spirits are from demons or false teachings that are coming through these people and they'll even deny the master. And uh, so that we need to test them. We need to see. So if you go into a church and you hear a preacher preach, be a good Berean. Uh, go and do like the Bereans did. I'll commend them for going in and checking out the Bible to make sure that what they're teaching matches what the pastor is preaching. Okay. Excellent point. And Nathan, that's why we encourage individuals to come into our ministry. We encourage them to bring the Word of God. Make sure that when I'm teaching, that when things are being, that is coming from the Bible. And I think you would agree, Nathan, there, there's, uh, there's a difference when sometimes we'll stumble upon a verse. Like earlier I said, hey, the 20 commandments, and it's actually 10, right? <laughs> there, there you go. There, I know you're not a false man. You just <laughs> misspoke. That's all. And sometimes, you know, we can't misspeak. Uh, you know, we're human. We're, we right. make mistakes. And 
And I'm, there's a lot of people out there quick to correct this, but <laughs> it's a good thing. We need to be as accurate as possible, and, and 100% would be best to yes. teach people what God means to teach. And, and we do that right, by uh, listening to the, the Word of God through the Bible, by asking in prayer for the Holy Spirit to illuminate it, yes. and to pray often that the Lord will guide us. So there's a number of different ways, but man, most people are like sheep without a shepherd, yeah. they're not studying the Bible, and they're not able to discern the false teachings out there, and when they can, the, the wolves lead them away, and they fall into deception. Excellent. Well, and Nathan, one of the things is that we find with false prophets, oftentimes they try to make stuff up. And, and I think, you know, when you're going through the Bible, if you don't understand something, just uh, say, hey, let the plain sense uh, share what it's saying, and if you don't understand, just say, I don't understand. But don't try to make stuff up to appear to be more holy or that, that you're hearing from the Lord. And you and I talked a little bit about this. Uh, I have in front of me here a book uh, that you wrote, also co-hosted with Steve Howell. And uh, when we were talking about this book, it took you quite a bit of time to put it together. And one thing you said, Vic, well, because the, the, the scriptures take time to be able to study it, to properly divide the word of truth. But we find, Nathan, that a lot of individuals, they don't want to do that. They just want the simple, quick way. And that's where a lot of these mistakes come in and all these false prophets are rising up because they're not properly uh, handling the Word of God. No, I think some people don't understand what the role of a prophet was. I mean, God made clear both his intentions and things through the work of individuals. He called, uh, in Hebrew, the word snobby. And we'll call them prophets today. Right. So that job title currently causes most people to think about telling the future. But a prophet's main role wasn't always prediction. Prophets were simply individuals who would receive and then declare God's messages. Yes. So uh, Apostle Peter explained it this way in 2 Peter 1 21. Holy men of God mm. who spoke that they were moved by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit working in the Old Testament and the New Testament would give a revelation from God, a prophecy, and they put it in the Bible. And I believe that the revelations that God has for man are, are everything God wants us to know about the future has been given in the Bible. The Bible is a finished revelation. And so when we talk about the gift of prophecy today, we're talking about an urgent revealing of God's truth from the Bible. In other words, a, a desire to look forward to the Lord's return and urgently tell people, evangelize, and get the word out there. That's the modern to prophecy. Yeah. And so we have people saying, oh, the Lord told me today to tell you that this is going to happen next week. Man, I don't believe these people because I believe that the Bible is a closed book yes. and all the revelations God has for us has been given to us. Excellent point. And Nathan, and this is one of the areas of people uh, sometimes make a mistake. Just because you and I teach eschatology, biblical prophecy, uh, not everything we're teaching is supposed to be, uh, you know, uh, the latest thing, but more, hey, this is what the Bible has to say. This is how things line up. And it's sad because there's a lot of people out there just looking for the latest thing to tickle their ears. And I was asked a question earlier regarding the blood wounds. Remember that, Nate? And, and, and all the things that were inserted there supposedly to make uh, something come true and all the time you and I were teaching saying you know what that's not what the Bible says let's follow what the Bible says when things are supposed to take place and uh, that's the best way to go and it is it is as, as we go through Deuteronomy 8 it gives us the test how we can figure out who a false prophet is and the blood wounds you bring up is a fantastic example so let me finish reading this chapter and let's go look at the blood wounds and put it to the test. Let's do it. Verse 17 begins, all right. And the Lord said to me, what they have spoken is good. I will raise up for them a prophet, talking about Jesus Christ, like you from among your brethren, and will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. 
And it shall be whoever will not hear my words which he speaks in my name, I will require of him. But the prophet, lowercase, who presumes to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or who speaks the name of other gods, that prophet shall die. And if you say in your heart, how shall we know the word which the Lord has not spoken? When a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the thing does not happen or come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken it presumptuously, you shall not be afraid of. Mm. But right there, man, there is the test of a prophet. If they speak in the name of the Lord, and they prophesy something to happen, and it doesn't happen, then they're a false prophet. And we should not be afraid of them, but they should be afraid, because warns them that one day they will die. In other words, go to hell. And Nathan, verse 20 is very powerful. People don't understand that the penalty uh, for, uh, again, uh, misconstruing the word of God and leading people astray, uh, the penalty was death. This was a capital punishment. And in Revelation, right, in other parts of the Bible tells us, right, Nate, that we're not supposed to tamper with the word of God or change it. No, not at all. And there's different prophecies, too. And some people will say, especially Muhammad, Muhammad was notorious for creating the open date prophecies. In other words, he would say, um, one day you will die. And people are like, oh, oh I, I'm going to die, therefore that's a prophecy. What? No. <laughs> Or self-fulfilling prophecies. Next week, I'm going to make breakfast, and then next week, day breakfast. Well, that's not a prophecy either. Or say, well, this prophecy will happen when uh, men eat uh, food like cows, chewing their cut. Uh, well, that's a conditional. It has, something has to happen first for that to happen. And that's not a real prophecy either. A real prophecy uh, presumes a date that's specific and it's unconditional. Nothing has to happen beforehand yeah. to make it happen or not. It will definitely happen. And when the Bible talks about false prophets, it's not talking about these common men who right. have these open-ended prophecies, but closed-dated, specific, unconditional prophecies. Ooh. Excellent point. Nathan, everybody always brings up Nostradamus, right? Uh, can you talk to us oh. about that? <laughs> Nostradamus, uh, Of the 300 and some general prophecies concerning the first coming of Jesus Christ. Ooh, 
excellent point. Thank you so much, Nathan. Again, for those of you that just tuned in, you tuned into the Triple Seven Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're talking about the chosen true prophets, and of course, we are encouraging you to follow along with us. This is a very important subject matter as we're looking at Deuteronomy chapter 18. So, Nathan, again, this is really uh, important because uh, we're talking about here. Uh, the test, and there are so many today that are, according to the Bible, failing that test will go around with the title uh, prophet, right? Right. And so we know that you can test them. They've made a specific prophecy that doesn't come to pass. They're a false prophet. And First John 4 tells us how we can also test the spirits. Yes. And he says this is how you can recognize the spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not for God. And this is how Jesus says we can identify a true follower of Him. Luke 10, 27. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your strength, and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. So, one, the true Christian will acknowledge that Jesus Christ came in the flesh, born of a virgin. He died on the cross and was resurrected the third day. And they have the love of God in them. They will love the Lord, and they will love their neighbors as themselves. Now, as fallen humans, it's difficult. But they try to do that the best they can. Absolutely. So Nathan, that's why let's say we go out on the streets and we're evangelizing and we find people that, yeah, I believe in Jesus, but I just don't believe that he was the son of God and that he was God. Immediately we need to recognize, well, those they, they belong to probably an occulted type of, of church and uh, we need to separate from that. Exactly. The Mormons will claim that Jesus is just a descended man. He's more involved than the rest of us. The Jehovah's Witnesses will say that well, Jesus is just the angel Michael. Again, they deny that Jesus is the Son of God. They deny that Jesus came in the flesh. They are false prophets. That's just not the only prophecy the Mormon Jehovah's Witnesses have made. Jehovah's Witnesses, about ten times or so, have prophesied the end of the world at a certain year, starting in 1914, and every year it failed that. So those, they, they don't pass the test there. Now there's other tests as well, tests of prophets. Uh, Real quickly, does the prophet get the name of a god other than the true God revealed in the scripture? Or does the prophet's message pass the test of scripture? Mm -hmm. Or does the prophet's life manifest commitment to holiness? Or does the prophet's teaching produce the fruit of the spirit? Yeah. Or do they emphasize vain visions? They deliver only positive, feel-good messages all the time. Are they greedy for money? Do they actually focus on themselves or do they focus on Jesus Christ? So there's quite a number of tests that we can put the false prophet to. Mm, excellent point. And Nathan, that's why for those of you that are watching and listening, there's a lot in the scripture for you to be able to discern uh, the times in which we're living in. Uh, as uh, social media increases, as YouTube uh, channels and uh, supposedly evangelists and prophets increase, uh, we're going to need, right Nathan, a lot of discernment to be able to cut the chase, cut through the chase in all of what's being before us. But the answer is right here. It's in the Word of God. This is how we can discern it. We need to be reading uh, the Bible. Amen. And that's the only way. If you know what the Bible teaches, then you'll be able to discern the false prophets so much better. You know, Nathan, and I know um, our time is limited today, but this is, of course, a very extensive subject matter in terms of uh, oh, yeah. uh, prophets. Now, you and I know that uh, also the Bible t talks to us that there's going to be the ultimate uh, false prophet and... Uh, the Bible has a lot to say regarding this individual. Can you talk to us briefly regarding that? Well, there's a time coming called the tribulation. It's a seven-year tribulation time period where God's judgment will pour on the world. 
and the world will either choose Jesus or not. It will be very clear to them. If they reject Jesus, they will follow what's called the false prophet. Eventually there will be a one-world ruler, and he will have a right-hand PR man, so to speak, because the Bible calls the false prophet. And many will believe the lie that he teaches that the Antichrist should be worshipped. Right. So yes, uh, all the you know, eventually, eventually all the false prophets will go away. There will only be one false prophet, and everyone will be forced to either follow his teaching yeah. or...